You're tuning in to the Black Hollywood Live Network, featuring news, interviews, and commentary on all things Black Hollywood. Hollywood redefined. From Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is Black Hollywood Live. Next, featuring intimate and in-depth interviews with Black Hollywood's next edition of Stars and Influencers. Black Hollywood Live. Hollywood redefined. You're listening to Black Hollywood Live. And now, the host for Black Hollywood Live, next. Hello, happy Friday, my favorite day of the week. I'm Jessica King, also the producer of Fox's hit show, Dish Nation. Make sure you watch it. And I always have to give my plug. <laughs> I'm joined by the one and only Nick Purdue. What's up, guys? Hello, hello. And we have a very special guest today. We're very excited. Please welcome Anise Michelle. Hello. Woo, how are you? Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming and joining us. We're excited. Let's get right down to it. Um, so you're you're from San Diego originally. I am. And you're biracial, right? I am. Both of my parents have a white parent. Oh, okay. I've never oh. met them, but yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So how has being biracial shaped who you are today and your perspective on just culture in general? You know what? I think um, that despite being mixed... I we were raised to have a very strong sense of, you know, our African-American culture, even mm-hmm. though my because pa- my parents were both very militant, right? you know, all into the, they were actually Nation of Islam when I was younger. Oh, wow. Yeah, my mom, like, used to have the big afro, like Angela Davis. And oh, all yeah. That. Yeah, so, um, so we were just raised to care mm-hmm. about the African-American community as a whole, and that translates for me as far as wanting to put forth the best black representations as possible mm-hmm. um, in media today. So, I mean, I've, I've actually studied, I, w- I was a psych major, I'm graduating this quarter, oh, and um, looking at that sort of thing in history is really important to me. Mm-hmm. So do you think that America has changed its views on biracial relationships as of late or since, you know, since you, your upbringing? Mm, I think that it's gotten more in fashion mm-hmm. to, to, because everybody is getting so mixed up, so you need to have something that looks more like everybody mm-hmm. um, on the screen. I don't necessarily think that... The standard for African-American imagery is changed much. I think that they still push, you know, a reality show kind of, you know, loud, boisterous African-American woman throwing something sort of thing. Right. Um, and with, you know, African-American men, I guess there's there's some changes, but I mean, we still have, as much as I love Scandal, we still have, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, can we get away from this kind of side chick kind of thing? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, this this undercurrent of sexuality with the with the master, you know, yeah. that whole thing. I don't want to go there, but yeah. So your stage name is Anise Michelle, mm-hmm. but your birth name is Michelle Anise, Anise right? Yes. So that's really cool. I've never, I've obviously seen a lot of people take their middle name and use as their first, but I've never mm-hmm. seen the complete flip-flop. Tell right. us a little bit about your decision to flip-flop your you name. You know what? There's really nothing to that. My management said, we like Anise Michelle. And I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Everybody just calls me MJ. So, I mean, it's, I think probably the only benefit is that you, when you meet people, people that just call you niece right off the bat, you're like, okay, I don't, I must not know them because they would know that, right. that you yeah. know, I don't go by a niece. <laughs> that's just for TV. But All yeah, right. so that's it. 
nothing much to it. So MJ, MJ, you gotta remember you guys that. Right. <laughs> okay, but now when you when you sign stuff, like do you do you sign it with Michelle first, See, or do you sign it with? Anisha? You're saying like I sign stuff already. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even begun to practice that. You practice the autograph. You're like, can I get your? You must be kidding me. You guys. I'm so San Diego. This is so. I'm not that LA yet. Well, that's that's good. Stay San Diego as long as possible. I will definitely do that. I'll try. You know, your uh, your grandmother has told you over the years that her grandfather is actually Charlton Heston. No, no, no. Actually, my my grandma says that my grandfather. That your is grandfather. Charlton Heston, yeah. Is Charlton so, Heston. Right. So we have a, there's a picture of him in my grandma's photo book mm. that's been there for years. And when she'd see him on TV, she'd be like, oh, look at your grandfather. And I said, Dia. <laughs> that's what we call him, Dia. I said, Dia, you know who that is? And she's like, yeah, that's your grandfather. I said, that's Moses. That's <laughs> right. the Ten Commandments. That's the president of the National Rifle Association. She's like, that's your grandfather. So apparently the story is she met him when she was like 15 years old. Mm at some interracial club in Detroit when she went there with her cousin, and that's what he said his name was. So I was like, okay. We're not, you know, the family thinks my grandma's a little woohoo, so mm-hmm. we'll see. I've reached out a little bit. It may take Oprah to make that happen, right. you know, right. but that's the story. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would, interesting. I would roll with it. Yeah, yeah, you know? it's, yeah, you know, the cheekbones, and the, it's there. If you looked at my mom, it's there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, it would explain you. all of this. It would explain me just falling into acting all of a sudden because it's not anything I've ever in my life thought I was going to wind up doing. Mm-hmm. So. so, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Watch, watch Ben Hur a couple times, you know. <laughs> right? A little Get Hollywood into it. royalty. Right, there you go. <laughs> And yeah. so you uh you became pregnant with your first child, right? While you were a freshman in college at UCLA. Yes. Right? Yes. And and so uh, and then you went into labor the night of your last exam. Last exam. That's yeah. crazy. In did the middle... you did you finish? Did you finish the exam? Uh yeah, I finished all my I finished all my classes and then uh went into labor. Straight to the hospital. <laughs> Straight to the hospital. And I did of course I don't know when you have your first baby. I don't know if you guys have kids, but you, don't, you well you wouldn't know anyway. <laughs> but uh you have no idea what labor feels like. So I'm like, why is this pain coming every two minutes? Oh, oh, okay, yeah. that's what that is. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so I had my, my first um that young and it was actually when she turned twenty one and mm. my granddaughter uh was born. She got my daughter got married and yeah, my granddaughter that I said, you know what? Let me go back to school at UCLA and finish because mm. I I hadn't finished because of my kids. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. wow, that's that's kind of weird if you think about it. Like you know, you you're taking a test and you're trying to concentrate, and then <laughs> yeah. all of a sudden it's like they was like, hey, I'm 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 ready now. You yeah, can do lo- you know what? <laughs> right. Yeah, well, you can do lots of stuff when you're 19 years old. You are. There's nothing that's impossible when you're 19. Conquer the world. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Could world I do that now? No. No. What was it like being pregnant as a freshman in college? Mm. You know what? It was extremely difficult for me because I came from, you know, miss everything in high school. Nobody thought I even did anything, Mm -hmm. you know. So uh, for me to turn up pregnant, it was a huge disappointment to my parents. Mm. Um, It was was a big thing for them. And I was just determined that I was going to still make it through school. Right. Yeah. So difficult, 
I wouldn't suggest it to anyone. It, it, I was definitely hoping that my daughter waited a little bit longer before she got married and had a baby. But mm-hmm. you know, life takes its turn. So, right. but all of it brings you to this point. So it does That's true. it all comes Glad full circle? Exactly. exactly. Well, as a single mom, mm-hmm. you went from being on welfare with two jobs mm-hmm. to enrolling in junior college. You then pledged Sigma, Sigma Gamma Rho. That's right. Um, eventually, you became UCLA's homecoming queen. I did. Got it going on, girl. <laughs> <laughs> what, I mean, you mentioned that you were, like, determined, you know. What kind of advice would you give to other young mothers who are who find themselves in the same situation as you? You know what? Um, my advice to people is two things. Number one, life is a marathon. So I feel as though I've led probably three lives up until now. I think up until you're 20, mm-hmm. then you're 20 to 40, and then once you're in 40, you're in a whole different one. Mm-hmm. So just not to feel like you're trapped, and then also just to have a fearless mindset about things. That's right. the thing that I teach Um, I have three children, and if I could leave this world, the one thing I want to impart to them is to be fearless in your choices. You only get to be here once. Mm -hmm. That's true. You know what I'm saying? So make the most of it. Mm -hmm. Great advice. Mm -hmm. So you were uh, in the Montel Jordan, This Is How We Do It. (laughs) Best song ever. I was. I was. That was, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go back and rewatch the the, uh, video. Point you out. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah, it was actually my I was my boyfriend was his cousin okay. and so he and his fraternity brothers were in the video cuz Montel's a Kappa mm. and his wife Oh, uh, she was like, I want some tall women in the video cuz she's tall. Mm-hmm. But she was like, Michelle, you want to be in the video? And I said, yeah, I'll be in it. So it was a wonderful, that was my first little experience. I could have went on tour and I was yeah. like, no, I'm going to stay in school. So that was my you know, my 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But now looking back at at everything, Mm -hmm. would you have gone on tour? You know what? I don't, I still don't think I would have. I still don't. Yeah. Because I had my daughter. Mm. So I didn't, I I didn't want to be away from her to that extent. I, the only reason I'll tell you, honestly, the only reason I feel like I'm here is because I get to play this mom. I get to be this, be this person who is a good influence, who is, you know, imparting values to her family. I wouldn't have wanted to go into it and been, you know, that life. Mm-hmm. I get to be still be me mm-hmm. as right. I do this. So that's mm-hmm. awesome. Okay. Good. Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> you uh, you also went on you, to work in corporate America, right? I About did. fifteen years, mm-hmm. and now you're an actor, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So how did acting really come about for you? You say you just kind of you know fell into it. I like what was like what what was the itch? Okay. So well. What it was is I came back to UCLA to finish my bachelor's degree mm-hmm. and uh, in psychology, and a friend approached me to do some modeling, just, okay. you know, as a escape from my intellectual side. And so I started doing that, and somebody approached me who was affiliated with them and said, hey, I have a part in a movie. Mm-hmm. Are you interested? Have you ever acted before? And I said, no. <laughs> I never acted. I never thought about it, but I'll give it a shot. So I started taking a couple classes, and... Then I auditioned and I did a scene from um, Still Magnolias where mm-hmm. Sally feels like flips out after the, the funeral mm-hmm. and blew the casting director away, got the part. Wow. And then a couple weeks later, I got my management. And then three days later, she sent me on audition for oh my gosh. Family Still Matters and I booked it. Wow. wow. So, yeah, this is. That's it. <laughs> That's you know how this crazy? happened. <laughs> you know what's crazy? Like, that almost seems unreal. Because, like, there's a lot of people who, you know, come out here and really try I and know, do it. And like, wow, the way it happened for me. I know. <laughs> That's what I hear. I actually had a couple people be like, don't, don't say that. 
you know, in public because yeah. people will be ready to hit you over the head because <laughs> yeah. it's not normal. So I try to be as humble and thankful for it as possible because I know there are people that have been mm. working their whole life and have gone to school for it. And mm-hmm. I'm taking my first theater class like right now. It's so a blessing. It is right. a blessing. It is. So how how has the transition been, you know, from corporate America to acting? Like, you know what? That? I was uh, an assistant to... Um, to presidents and things like that. So I'm, I was used to being in a kind of subservient mode. And in acting, you really make your own way. And mm-hmm. that's, it suits my personality mm-hmm. in being that fearless sort of person. So funny as it is, I just saw my first clip. I don't know if we're going to see it today, but I just saw my first clip last night, and I was just absolutely in tears. I didn't realize how much I love this. I just do. Mm-hmm. It's, it suits me. So it's it, and that's what I mean about living different lives because you can do something for twenty years and realize you know what that wasn't right. what was fulfilling yeah. me yeah. you know so so did you just up and quit like when you after that Steel Magnolias performance and you started getting a manager and everything did you just quit corporate America You're oh like, no I'm no done. no I I quit corporate when I decided to go back to college okay so yeah I was in San Diego doing corporate and then I said you know what I'm gonna go back I'm gonna finish my degree and walked away from corporate at that point mm-hmm. to just become a student okay mm-hmm. i mean that's that's a, a leap too though it is a, yeah. you know i do a lot of leaping yeah i do a lot of leaping i i um i'm not afraid to start over and try new things and i think that's a, a challenge that a lot of people have whether it's in relationships or whatever mm-hmm. they're afraid to move mm-hmm. so like when i got divorced from my ex-husband i packed my car and i drove cross country by myself with my two children Wow. I had a flight. I just wanted to leave right then. Yeah. You know, so I'm just, get up and go. Life is short. Don't look back. That's right. right. <laughs> <laughs> well, in your uh, latest role right now, you have a great role. You're in a sitcom, Family Still Matters, which mm-hmm. you just mentioned a little while ago. You portray Tia Garrett. She's yes. a stay-at-home mom of three and married to a police officer. Mm -hmm. And the film is kind of inspired by the classic Family Matters, right? It is. And we hear that Joe Marie Payton, who played Harriet Winslow, has a part in it. That's very exciting. She plays uh, the grandma. And that was the most humbling thing for me, to know that I'm going to get to be on stage with the woman who made the the part? (laughs) Yeah. Are you kidding me? So, um, yeah, so she's a part of it. I'm super, super excited to to work with her. And there's a bunch of great people, folks from The Wire, Melvin Jackson, Mm -hmm. uh, Brandon Larkins. We just brought on uh, Erica, I'm going to mess up her last name, Hibber. Badu? No, I know, really. <laughs> huh? she's, uh, Erica's from uh, Lincoln Heights, and I think she's on Let's Stay Together now. Hubbard. She's gonna Erica Hubbard. Hubbard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. She's going to come in as my little sister, uh, Hanif Carter. There's a bunch of really, really great people. I just, I'm humbled that I get to even stand amongst them and you mm-hmm. know, do this. So That's very exciting. Mm-hmm. You had mentioned before that... Um, your goal with this role of Tia is to redefine the image of African American mothers. Yes. What is it? What are some of the flaws that you see in the roles now? Well, I think that historically, um, African American women are portrayed, especially mothers, are portrayed in something that's kind of uh, matronly. When they first, you know, hired me for the the role. I heard a lot of, okay, you don't look like an African-American mother. Mm-hmm. What does that look like? Mm. Exactly. You know, am I supposed to look like Nell Carter? I, I, l- let's 
redefine what that looks like. African-American women go to the gym. We, you know, look nice. And, and it's not necessarily a reality show nice. We just maintain. Mm-hmm. And we can have kids. I can be a grandma. Yeah. <laughs> so th- for me, that's what it is. And then it's also kind of getting back to that feeling, that good feeling that we had back in the 90s and, you know, the Cosby Show time of, the mm-hmm. mother loving her husband, mm-hmm. you know, and her, her children yeah, exactly. and instilling values in them. So that's the kind of thing I, I want. Uh, and that's really Alander's vision, the, the, our executive producer, Alander Pulliam. Um, the vision is to, to give that wholesome, that wholesome image of African-American families that we're a little bit lacking in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Give us a little more detail on the audition process. I know you said you booked it right away, but were you nervous? Like, what did they have you do? Like, tell us how it was for you. You know what? Because I had no idea what was going to happen, mm-hmm. I couldn't be nervous because I didn't know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I just walked into, I walked into a little studio room, and the executive producer was right there. There was like three other guys, and Hanif Carter, who plays my son. And they turned the thing on and said, read the part. And fortunately, in my acting classes, I'd gotten some really good cold read experience. And mm-hmm. thank goodness to my parents for raising me to, you know, read well. <laughs> if you can read well, you can actually, you know, do a cold read. So I just went in there and applied what I felt a mom should sound like, me being a mom, the psychology of it, and and just read. Did you kind of just go back to, like, your personal parenting skills and some some and of my your... parenting skills I, I threw a little bit of a little you know yeah. you gotta get a little theatrical <laughs> a little with it yeah a little, it. little sassy <laughs> mom which they like but um it was it was very straightforward there was one other girl that was auditioning for the part and um I looked at her and said well she lost uh. wow got that <laughs> <laughs> This is mine. This sorry. is my part. <laughs> Not sorry. <laughs> Tell us a little more about Tia. Tia is a mom of three. She is a loving wife. I'm going to be applying a lot of what I see and what I grew up with to her. So a lot of my my own mom, my own grandma, in that despite what the kids may think or what they hear outside of the home, there's still, when they come inside, there's going to be an insulation of love mm-hmm. that they feel. Um, every relationship with each child is going to be very different because it is with your kids. You don't treat them all the same. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to really build on that dynamic and uh, convey as much love to my TV husband as humanly possible so people are like, <laughs> Black love is so wonderful. There you go. No, and that's and that's good, you know, because like you know, I didn't say there's a lot of bad TV shows on the air right now. You know, there's not a lot of good TV shows on the air right now. You know? Especially with reality TV portraying these, yeah, yeah, horrible portrayals. So. Right, right, right. So I think probably the most interesting part of Tia, and I'm starting to get this already a little bit, like on Instagram and stuff, is that whole. Um, and I don't like to even use the the milk thing, <laughs> I, but it's starting. And I'm sitting here going, okay, you're cute for 23, but no. <laughs> it's good, Not isn't, isn't it? The best compliment. If people are calling you a MILF online, then you've made it. I guess right. <laughs> You know you've like, made it when. Right. right. Oh, okay. I'm like, look, I have a daughter that's 23. I can't go this that. But it's nice. <laughs> but, okay, so let me ask you, so, so how, how will this show differ, you know, from some of the shows that we've seen in the past? 
Are you saying like a like a Cosby? Yeah, or well, I, well, I mean, I mean, not, not even kind of because like you know because you know we we've seen like the Family Matters and we've seen the the Cosby and stuff like that and you know so that was like mm-hmm. you know like. 80s early 90s and then kind of from like 96 to 2014 we haven't really seen anything that was you know what i mean right i think it's going to be a really nice hybrid of very old-fashioned values that Mm. that make us nostalgic but then also bringing in very 2014 issues very you know stuff that's related to social media that's related to bullying Mm. stuff that everyone is going to be able like so folks that are my age are going to be able to identify with it. Folks that are my 12-year-old's age are going to be, identi- be able to identify with it. So it's going to touch on a lot of different things. And Lander and Melvin are very daring in, mm. in the stuff. Uh, you know, we've seen some scripts in there. <laughs> They're talking about some things that you kind of go, grab your pearls. What do you guys say? <laughs> you know, but it's, they do it in a very, very classy way. So yeah. it's, it's going to be a nice twist of... Cosby, but then you know, a little bit of something you haven't seen yet. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. So, what's what's one thing you really want viewers to take away from the show? Um, and, and this is going to seem kind of deep, but I I just really want them to remember the show ten years from now, fifteen years from now. It, prayerfully, that we have the opportunity to, to last that long, to really say, you know what, they kind of epitomized. Aside from Cosby, they mm-hmm. epitomized. African American family. Mm. If we can deliver that on screen, mm. you know, life has been worth living. This mm-hmm. whole process, because I feel as though, for me, it's so important the representation that we make. It's important what it is that we project to young people, and I just want to be able to feel good about what it is that I did. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I don't want to do it. Right. Well, and so where and when can uh, people watch it? Uh, that is actually, I think, uh, you'll have to get that information from, uh, a lander or from Melvin. I think you guys are going to be talking with them. We're expecting that it'll be in the fall okay. and it's TBS. Okay. But on okay. Different stations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. TBS. Very funny. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, as we had mentioned a little bit before, as a black woman, there are so many different stereotypical portrayals out there in the yeah. media. So are there any roles that you just won't, will not take? Yes. Um, for me, and, and it's difficult because being a new person, the last thing you want to do is to knock anybody else's mm-hmm. craft. Um, I can't say that I would accept a role where I'm playing, you know, the mistress or right. something like that. But at the same time, because I'm doing this and I'm serious about it, what I do realize is that you have to do very dramatic stuff in order to win an Oscar. You know what I'm saying? They're mm. not going to just give it to you. you got to do something serious. So I may have to play a serial killer in right. order to, you know, to yeah. get an Oscar spot. But am I going to play Diamond in the Players Club? Never. And fortunately, I'm at an age past where that's not even mm. going to be an option. <laughs> it's not an option. But, um, no, I don't want to play anything. And there's always opportunities to, you know, play a hooker or play. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll pass on that. It's not all. All money isn't good money. It's not worth it. Mm-hmm. It it might be fun. It'll be like Halloween. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> wow. I like Halloween. The, yeah, I'll be like Halloween. The ultimate <laughs> optimistic. <Yeah. laughs> Always looking on the bright side mm. for Nick. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, a couple of years ago, you left a marriage that was abusive. Yes. Um, which is obviously a struggle for a lot of women, and it's mm-hmm. hard to leave um, those kind of situations. What is your advice for women who find themselves in those kind of situations? Um, 
you know what? I think the one thing that keeps you in the situation is because you get isolated. Mm. You are so ashamed of what it is that's happening that you convince yourself, you know, this isn't real. It's 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 going to change. It'll get and better. it'll get better and you have tried to convince yourself and other people so much and it has not that you just say, "Okay, I'm just going to be quiet." And so you you are literally in prison. Mm-hmm. And that's what it was like for me. I was in prison for four years with a crazy person. Um, So what I would tell them is to not let go of your support system, to not be so um, prideful that you can't admit that you've made a mistake, and really forgive yourself. Because a a lot of it for me, I stayed because I felt like I owed him something. Mm -hmm. Mm. I felt like, you know, and and there was a whole lot of religion in there. Not, you know, Mm. I am a believer, but God gave us a brain. And that brain, if it's telling you you need to go, you need to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can pray over him all you want. Pray it while he's away. in another, exactly. <laughs> pray outside the house, away from him. So that, w- that would be my, my thing is to, to keep your support system and really trust your heart right. when it's time to go. It's time to go. Yeah. Great, great advice. Uh-huh. Well, on a lighter note. You recently lost 40 pounds and you look fabulous. Thank you. Congratulations. So much. <laughs> what was your secret? Like, what did you do and how do you, how do you keep the weight off now? You know what? I, um, both of my parents were bodybuilders. Wow. Yeah. Um, they both did that professionally. My mom did it after having three kids. Oh, wow. So mm-hmm. when we were little, I had like have memories of my parents going to, you know, to the college to run the stairs mm-hmm. and they would put us in the middle of the grass. Mm. You know, because they weren't going to get a babysitter. Mm-hmm. And they'd go run the stairs. So we just watched them. So mm-hmm. I've always grown up with a fitness kind of mindset. So I think it was it was at the end of that very bad relationship that I'd put on all this weight. Mm-hmm. Um, that I said, you know what? Forget all that. I'm moving to Los Angeles. I got to look good. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so um, for me, I just, I, I didn't do any of the, you know, Herbalife or any of that kind of stuff. Mm. I just, I worked out twice a day. Twice a, a day, wow. Twice a day. I did a, an hour of cardio in the morning. I did an hour of weights at night and uh, watched what I ate. Wow. And that's it. Wow. And I stay doing that. That's dedication and with kids. like <laughs> It is, yeah. Five o'clock in the morning, after they go to sleep, whatever it is you have to do. Wow. And my dad and I have a great relationship, and he looks phenomenal at 67. He's like mm. 30 from the neck down, so he's always a, pushing me in a, in a support. Well, that, you know, Very that, nice. It it worked. <laughs> Let me say that. So you uh you do definitely have some career goals. You know you want to win an Oscar, Emmy. Mm-hmm. You know you want to win Golden Globe Award, SAG Award, SAG Award all you of know that. all that fun stuff. What are we stuff. here for? You know, right, right? not to to win the the big stuff. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but now, okay. Do you feel like you're on your way to these awards? I absolutely do. Mm-hmm. I and and I say that I do just because. Um, the roles that I take to me are only ones that would get that sort of attention. Mm. Like I think that there are lots of people who have fantastic careers just doing comedy mm. or doing, you know, soap opera work or whatever it is. And that's not what I want. I want the stuff that goes to the Cannes Film Festival. I want the stuff mm. that people go, you know, it's a breakout performance. Where mm. did she come from? Yeah. So that's it. You know, plus I have a very a much smaller window. I'm not Lupita. Right. <laughs> so uh, I don't have time to play. <laughs> <laughs> but so, now, yeah. 
let me ask you this though do you do you feel that it is harder for black women to win the oscar you know like like lapita you know she she played a, a slave to win the oscar Halle Berry, you know she yeah. you know essentially had sex with what's his face on screen you know what i mean right. in order to win the oscar so like do you feel that there's like is maybe like a brick wall or it's a little harder for you know african-american women to win the oscar versus you know their white counterparts you know i actually don't and this is probably where my my mixed heritage come in comes in because i would say no mm. to me because i feel like i can play any part if there's a caucasian part you guys could consider you know, as opposed to if they want an African-American woman and a woman that looks like African-American, then she doesn't have a whole lot of room to mm. move around. So for some African-American women, absolutely. I think for whatever reason, I don't think I'm going to face that sort of challenge for me. But could I could I play Lupita's part? Probably not. Mm. Who who else? Um, Monique? Could I have done Monique's uh, yeah, part? Yeah. Probably not. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Hattie McDaniel's part, my sorority sister, probably <laughs> not. So, but I'll I'll play the hell out of whatever it is they give me. There you go. <laughs> so, where do you where do you see yourself in ten years? Mm. Ten years, I'll still be doing this. Okay. Um, I think I will be directing by that time. Um, doing my own films, and uh, watching my my own daughter uh, be a star in stand up. That's that's my goal, to see my youngest do that. But still, just I, for the next 30 years, I think this is just what I'm going to do. This is my next life. Mm. It's your calling. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, uh, acting is fairly new to you, and you just mentioned that you do want to do some directing. Are there any other uh, roles in the entertainment industry that you want to explore? Uh, you know what? I, I think every actor kind of feels they're a little bit of a writer, and it's it's probably a, a little frustrating to the producers because they're mm. like, um, could you stay in your lane? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but you know, honestly, I think I might like to do a little bit of consulting because I think that uh, studios need to be culturally conscious mm. about you know their audiences, and so my psychology background uh, would lend to that to you know to come in and say, well, you know, the way that you're approaching that, you need to think about this or that with the african-american family mm-hmm. so i've done a little bit of that with family still matters and alander and melvin go shh, shh, shh. Okay, <laughs> okay. i'm just a being a mom i'm sorry <laughs> but yeah so those things so consulting and producing mm-hmm. very cool mm-hmm. well before we wrap we just want to give you a little opportunity to brag about yourself obviously you have this great brag role family still matters that we're really looking forward to seeing uh-huh. but do you have any other projects that you're working on or any other things that we can look forward to seeing you in? You know what? I, I actually, I am. I um, In addition to the TV show, I I feel like because I am so new, I've only been doing this for five months, mm. I want to have, you know, exposure with other producers and directors and cast and, you know, that sort of thing. So I've done probably 11 projects since the year started. What? Yeah, do it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. First off, let's, let's just go back. Uh-huh. Five months, right? Yes. Yeah. TV show, and then 11, oh, you know, I've done 11 projects. <laughs> well, since the year <laughs> started, it's right. only March. Started. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, just a mix of things, whether it was extra work or, you know, um, I was in a Walgreens commercial. I have uh, a short film that I just completed. I have another one that starts on this weekend, and then a Hollywood web series that's coming up. So there's wow. there's a lot of, see, yeah, I, I try to, you know. 
Stay busy. There you go. I'm you are busy. doing just that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, those things are on the immediate horizon, and then I'll be looking for, uh, you know, anybody wants to. <laughs> So put Directly me on. The camera. Exactly. Put me on. I'm happy to audition. Put it out. You don't in have universe. to hand it to me. I I will win it. That's very awesome. Well, mm. we're excited. Congratulations yeah. to you. Hats off. Thank you so much. Tell us where we could find you online. Okay, online it is on Facebook. It's Anise Michelle A N I S S E M I C H E L L E. It's the same on Twitter, and mm-hmm. it's the same on Instagram. Also, also known as MJ. Also, oh. <laughs> yeah, also All her fans call hey, MJ. I know. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> thank you guys so much for having me, though. Of course. Thank you so it. much for coming. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Nick, where can we find you? All over the internet at the Nick Purdue. And find me on Twitter at I am Jessica King. Thank you again for joining us today, guys. It's been great. And until next time. From producers Maria Menounos, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire BHL crew, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us at info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I'm your BHL announcer, Scipio. Instagram me at Planet Scipio. Thank you for tuning in. Hollywood, Hollywood redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host owner and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.